Welcome to the Go Play That podcast. We have finished for in February 2017. Yay! Bob Marate is with me. Hey, uh, hello everyone. Triumphant, as every year. Yeah, now, that's, <laughs> let's not write off how much of a push we made in this last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. We finished 12 games in the last seven days. Yeah. Um, Actually, 12 days in the last, I don't know, four days, maybe? <laughs> That's how it ended up. Pretty much. I mean, it was like the, the final pressure push that, oh my God, we're running out of time. We have to get rid of this. Yeah. So um, we are at 23 out of 24. We're recording at 11 p.m. on the 28th of February, 2017. And um, that's only an hour left, uh, two for Tom. But um, the one game remaining is Tom's Bloodborne and... That just didn't work out uh, this month. Like that takes time, and that takes um, dedication. Dedication, yeah. Which um, Tom has in him for sure, just not with how crazy busy he's had of a month. Um, yeah. But today's today's podcast is going to be a we're going to dedicate a segment to each person uh, to give them the chance to explain themselves. Like what? What really happened behind <laughs> behind the numbers? Um, and get their impressions on the games they played, the challenge in in general, and uh, what they're going to do with their newfound freedom. Um, so I'm going to start, um, and then we'll move on to Bob. Uh, so my four games, I finished them. I finished three of them within a 24 hour period uh, between Sunday and Monday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so going into the final week, I had three games left to finish and I was unsure if I was going to get it done because I had still most of Resident Evil 4 left to go. And that's like a 16 hour game. Yeah. I had started Outlast at the start of the month, but I hadn't returned to it. I knew that was a pretty short game so i felt pretty confident about that and then forza horizon 3 was just a mammoth task um which ended up i ended up um coming up with a way of grinding the necessary fans to unlock the final showcase event so um i'll I'll start with that because that was the last game i finished uh, and i finished that on the monday yeah monday the 27th yesterday yeah and that would have taken me maybe 25, 30 hours if I hadn't done what I did, which was to set a custom championship on three very short races set to one lap each. And that, um, that saved me maybe 50% of my time uh, getting the ah. necessary fans because Sneaky. you get the same amount of fans for completing a race, uh, whether it's a custom race that you've set to one lap or the default stuff that's three laps. Um, so that was great. I, that was based on like, I did a Google search and somebody had already figured out like the best way to get fans. And I needed, I needed 10 million fans to unlock the last, uh, race that I was aiming to complete. Um, and 
at before before I'd actually looked that up, I was around four million. So I thought I was doing really well, but I'd only done forty percent of the necessary racing to to get to the like the last level, as it were. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I completed it. I, that trick worked really well, and I still enjoyed the game. And uh, the challenge hasn't really put me off of the game because I'm now more interested than ever to play more of that game. And that's that's the key the key thing for me is that it actually allowed me the the sort of pressure to sit down and play it more than I had done. Uh, so I'm very happy about that. And then um, Outlast was the third game I finished, which was just. I finished it in record time, apparently. According to the averages, it should be like a five to six hour game. I did it in three and a half. Okay. Um, I don't feel like I rushed the game. I feel like I played it the way it wanted me to play it, which was to run away from stuff and avoid... Well, there's no combat because you don't have any means of attacking. So it was all about uh, standing still in the dark, waiting for someone to get past you and then legging it for the next safe spot. Um, maybe you're just that good. Maybe, maybe I'm just amazing. Yeah, that's that's completely possible. Um, but yeah, it's not really my kind of game. I'm I'm happy that uh, they picked it for me. Uh, that was Tom's Tom's pick for me. Um, I'm glad I played it. But um, yeah, it's not really my favorite kind of thing. Although um, I think that maybe it's just because of the way that it plays out in which you can't really attack back. Like Condemned is one of my favorite games and that's a first person horror game. But the key difference there is that you're actually um, fighting back and you mm. don't feel quite so helpless. And it actually opens up the opportunity, like opens up the possibilities in gameplay compared to Outlast, which you only have one, there's only one thing you can do, run away and hide and wait for their uh AI pathing to to restart. It's not exactly the most nuanced uh gameplay loop. Um Resident Evil 4 is one of my favorite games. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, like overall or you mean Yeah, of, no, overall. Um it's nice. one of those that it's it's an amazing game. It feels so good to play. I really love uh loved every every moment of that um pretty much there's a, f- a few frustrating bits but overall I really really love that game and uh the choices i made in like leveling up a few key weapons really helped and i got really good at using that uh hunting rifle hmm. and just uh looking at a room of like 20 enemies and going okay bring it on i know how i can do this i can like backpedal uh once i'd figured out based on your recommendation that i should shoot them in the knees to bring them down that yeah. just made Wait, like everything's big, so much easier huh? yeah big mobs mobs of enemies was much easier than me trying to headshot them or uh like any other any other methods that i'd been using thus far yeah so that mm-hmm. was that was awesome that was um the longest game that i'd streamed because forza i i sort of cut the middle out i just did a load of progress offline and then showed the method to my madness on stream on the last day um, I see. But Resident Evil 4, I streamed that whole 14 hours of playthrough. And uh, yeah, I'm. that's my favorite pick from this year of games games to play that I um, am very happy I didn't let pass me by for, for longer. 
Uh, and then SWAT 4, which we've already mentioned because I've been on each cast for this month. Um, that's a cool game. <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> I, I, it was great timing that that came out on GOG just around the same time that we were planning our playlist. So that's awesome. Um, I like, I still like 4IF. Uh, the thing with like having to really rush things to uh, pull things together in the last weekend was down to this being just one of the craziest weekend uh, we- uh, months of my life. Just mm-hmm. so so much going on at work. Um, it just really really made it difficult, and I didn't have the the luxury of being able to wake up early like and have enough energy. I woke up early two two mornings to do Resi Four. And that left me absolutely dead by the time I got home after work in the evening mm. to the extent that I was also like late waking up the next day. Whereas compare that to 2016 and I had woken up at six o'clock sharp for a full week to get Mario Galaxy done. I mm. Maybe something was the, like something to that was that I knew Earl was also waking up at the same time. So it was like mutual... Um, mutual mutually, motivation. Yeah, mutual motivation. Whereas this year... Well, well, we'll leave him to tell his story, but uh, he's not been in a position to wake up when he damn pleases. <laughs> so nope. yeah, that's been that's been interesting. But he he pulled it off, so we must unbelievable. Yeah, I, mean, we, I think Errol deserves like a special commendation for that yeah. achievement because it's incredible what he pulled off. Really, yeah, yeah. I want to hear that story from him firsthand. So we'll 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 get to that later on in this cast. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, now now that I'm free, um, I'm still super busy in March. Uh, not quite as much, not quite as hectic, I don't think, as February. But enough that I can't really dedicate, I can't really say I can definitely complete another few games or or set up an event for the for the team. Like we we had been thinking about doing an MMO March for 2017 because the World of Warcraft stuff last year was really fun. But given the reality of the situation and how four in February went, that's just not a clever idea to say we are going to play like Final Fantasy fourteen uh, as a group dedicated for a whole month. It's it's not going to happen. Uh, so it's going to be a bit more freeform. I'm planning some stuff. Um, we're all thinking of doing some multiplayer sessions, multiplayer yeah. streams, and jumping about from different multiplayer games that we had picked up and planned to play but never took the time to actually do it, like Tabletop Simulator and more Spin Tires and more Syndicate, more Rainbow Six Siege. There's loads of stuff. There's For Honor, which came out in since uh, since we'd last, last had the time. Or a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there'll be some multiplayer streams coming up from the group. Uh, and then also, as with every 4 in February, a newfound energy to create new content so hopefully that that will carry over through to march and then the last thing i guess i'll be focusing on in is uh this friday is the launch of the nintendo switch which i've got a pre-order in for and Mm. i'm i'm traveling next week Uh, i'm flying um flying out somewhere on sunday so it's the perfect time to test the possibility of that of that platform so that pretty much that plan that i was traveling kind of solidified me keeping my pre-order because I was unsure if I was going to fulfill it by the by the release date uh I was nearly I was close to cancelling at one point just because I thought ah, I'm not going to 
play it, but um, I'm now super, super hyped for Breath of the Wild. So that that all fits together. That will be my next game. And I just need to hold off the temptation to buy another new game in the next two days before it comes out. Because <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'd usually do. I'd, uh, I'll I'd make look- sure to restrain you. Yeah, please. There are some <laughs> really good games that have been out there for a few weeks now. And also like, um, what's that new one today? Horizon. Horizon. Yeah. That, that one's Horizon, out. Dawn, yeah. Today. I can't remember the name. Zero Dawn? Zero Dawn, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's out today. That look, that looks great. But then there's like Neo and Yakuza Zero and. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also thinking. I want to I want to put something down on paper, well, on digital paper, talking about uh, my my change in how I'm playing games now, um, which I made a conscious effort to like stick to one game and complete it, which is not something it's something new for me because I've always like just picked up every game I felt interested in, played it for long enough until the next one comes out, and then drop it. Whereas now I'm being a bit more sensible, and it's actually improving the way I. I look at games and improving uh how I feel about the games I'm playing so I should I should uh I should write something about that I'll see if I can get that mm-hmm. done. Uh but yeah, yeah that's that's me. Let's uh let's move over to you Bob and uh okay. you you were also you were trucking along man. You had one completion a week like steady. Kind of like that. Yeah, it was it was some some games actually lasted a bit longer than others, but I tried to keep it consistent like at least one one game a week. And, um, well, God knows that I've been actually lazing off at some point (laughs) during the, during the month. I haven't played as much as I, as I would have to do in Mm. order to keep it like proper, uh, up to date and, and finishing swiftly. But, but it's just that there, there were some days that I just didn't feel in the mood for playing games. And if I wanted mm. to force myself to play any of these games, because I had a really good list. So yeah. if I were forcing myself to play that said Jet Set Radio, I would have I would have ended up hating the game. And I did just I just didn't want to to for that right. to happen at all. Yeah, yeah. That's so, a, that's such that's a difficulty with the challenge in general. Yeah. Like um Hush Hush was um again, we'll leave it to him, but he was like unsure if he was enjoying Batman as much as he would if he could just play it without this massive dooming hmm. uh, like doomsday clock above him the like deadline. counting down the last few hours yeah um but yeah you uh you did it and you you took the time and yeah. this is the first year that you've used all four weeks <laughs> yes <laughs> actually yeah. no no he's not is but- it not it's not, but okay. it is the first one that I do with you guys because I've been doing one also like the the previous year before we started doing it ourselves. Oh, okay. My my first four in February, I had a situation where I ended up finishing Valkyria Chronicles like on the very last day near midnight. Oh, cr- yeah, of course. No, that that was with us. Yeah, it was that was just- with you. I can't remember exactly if it was with you. Or if it was the previous year? No, Var- oh, yeah, the previous yeah, year yeah. it was Final Fantasy twelve. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. So yeah, it was, it was pretty much that. That was like the clutch moment, the most tense moment that I have to finish because I'm just running out of time and yeah. I ended up finishing it out. I think it was 1130 mm-hmm. on the very last day. So, so yeah, clutch save. Uh, but this time I, the reason why I didn't, um, finish it earlier was because I just left some days where I haven't played at all because I had other things to do or because yeah. I just, 
didn't feel like or whatever. But um, I ended up finishing also yesterday with Chroma Squad. Um, apparently, it has three different endings. <laughs> And I took the longest route. <laughs> but it also happens to be apparently the true ending, so to speak. Uh, okay. so, so I'm okay with that. Mm. Um, I had a funny situation on the very last boss fight where after I think it may have been 20, 30 minutes of fighting, uh, one of my characters did a, a skill that bounced an enemy on a wall and crashed the game. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I had a soft log and I couldn't do anything. So all I could do was uh, leave the episode and restart from the very beginning, Ooh. the boss fight and the whole everything. All all the previous forms from the final boss also mm. had to be. It was it was annoying, but I was just not ready to deal with that shit again. So I just changed <laughs> the difficulty <laughs> to easy mode and ended up finishing it for that fight. But I don't really regret it. I mean, I had mm. a lot of fun with the game. I'm, I, I saw um, how it works. There are some things that I would find questionable. For example, that the mech fights are so much based on on RNG, and okay. there's a lot of luck involved. So basically, the way the mech fights work is that you can choose whether to punch or or defend. All right. Mm -hmm. So if you punch. You deal damage, you build up your combo, and then your hit chance decreases by 10% for the next punch, all right? So the more combos and the more punches that you can chain together, the bigger the damage. Right. But maybe you will get, I mean, not maybe, but very often, so to speak, with a 78% chance of hitting, you would the game would play an XCOM on you and, and miss. And mm. then your turn is over and you have to defend against the enemy that never misses. So it's just, <laughs> it's, it's just that, um, a game of chance. And if you, if you improve your mech in a way, then maybe you can endure more turns, but it doesn't really change a lot more. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I found that a little bit odd and uh, not sure that it would be enjoyable. But in the end, very end, when I managed to devise some sort of strategy, so to speak, then that changed the fights a lot. But yeah. Um, as for the regular action fights, it's it's a, a delight of a tactical RPG. I loved it. So the way that the characters interact with each other, the skills, the 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 references to pop culture, to other things, and to of course all the cheesiness that is a Sentai series. It's just it it was made for for that kind of audience. It was made for me. <laughs> So I'm really happy for that. And also um, having Earl on the very first stream where he helped me define the names <laughs> of of us and the appearance of us and um, the names for the attacks, the name of the group and all that has um, led to many, many hilarious situations and lines of dialogue that I will not spoil because I've been already... Uh, <laughs> spamming you guys with that over Slack. <laughs> I, I watched the end of your stream, and the last thing that the team does is get on board Hush and fly yeah, away. Get on board Hush <laughs> because you can only have five team members, and I didn't have a sixth one, so I named I named the mech after Hush. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. So, so it's basically you have lines like, "I cannot believe that this uh, that our Hush is so easy to control." 
<laughs> stuff like that. So you just just watch the archives. You you will have a laugh with it because mm-hmm. because I surely did. And uh, before that, between the last podcast and 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 today, I also finished Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah, which I enjoyed very 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 much. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I have a really hard time deciding whether my favorite game from this challenge would be either this or Jet Set Radio. Because mm, yes. both are really good. And and they are different in a way. I think, I think I'm just going to leave it in a tie. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they are both really good and I, I enjoyed them very much. But Hyperlight Drifter, um, I, maybe I'm good at it, but I didn't find it very challenging. I found it like at some points, yeah, of course I would die at a certain fight, but the average times that it took me to to clear a boss fight was like two or three attempts. Mm-hmm. And I hear from other people like, oh my God, this boss is impossible. I can't make it. And and I was like, maybe I just have like a different a different set of skills that yeah that I bought in the town and, and, that, and maybe they're more useful or something. I have no idea. I'm not sure, look, but you definitely did better than I did at that game. Like uh, I, I definitely spent a lot of time on the uh last boss but it was more like the west boss and the east boss i spent a lot of time with the mm. one in the north at the start was i i remember being quite easy yeah but yeah you, like two to three uh deaths before completing one of those bosses in that game that's that's really good nice yeah so so yeah uh that's a lot to talk about Hyperlight Drifter, to be honest. I love the way that the game exposes the storyline via still images instead of text. I already mentioned that last week. I, I love the art style. I love um, the the combat and the movement. It's really good. Once you unlock the chain dash, it becomes super fun to move around. Yeah. And <laughs> and um, many, many times I ended up like uh, drifting away from a cliff <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> but that was just part of the fun and uh this one thing that i didn't manage to understand uh from the story um maybe we should not talk about this or re- at least solve this incognito on podcast just in case it's a spoiler yeah but ever si- ever since you start the game you notice that your character is like sick you know yeah, like coughing, coughing and blood. spitting blood and everything yeah. that is never explained that i don't understand exactly how is that any relevant? Um, but yeah, yeah, I think maybe can, it was. You can choose to interpret that. I think um, quite openly as like he's searching mm. for a cure, or he's trouble. Like I guess it's caused by, um, it's caused by the demon that's following him, or something like that. And what what is that dog that's following him around and that he sees? Like I don't know what that is either. But mm. um, I think the developer, like the creator of the game, uh, has a illness that causes that same reaction so it's oh. quite it's like quite kind of echoing his own um state i see yeah well that must suck yes <laughs> um but yeah anyway um the way the way that it was represented in in the game and the way that the, your character behaved when he was afflicted by this yeah. illness i found it really really well executed and and overall really good. I really enjoyed Hyperlight Drifter very and, very much. And the, yeah, the, the look and the soundtrack together, yeah, just amazing. Yeah, and then um, yeah, now that you've had a bit more time to think about your like your sessions with uh, Binary Domain and Jet Set Radio, like any any change in how you feel about them or 
for binary domain, um, actually, no. I mean, um, I still maintain my opinion on that. I think it's a really solid game. It's yeah. definitely not here to turn the world of third-person shooters upside down. Mm-hmm. But but it's it's really an enjoyable game that I had fun playing and that maybe I would play again because I, I realized also that it has multiple endings. And, and it's I don't know exactly what yeah, it depends I think on. it's dependent on um, who you take uh, Probably the level of... And- Trust because you can you were choosing which people to bring along for different yeah. levels, right? Yeah. So maybe that's that. Maybe it is related to the the trust level that you build with your teammates or something. Yeah. And, but yeah. So so I may be either trying it again or maybe just watching the whole thing on YouTube. I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, this is something that we twenty uh, first century people are spoiled with. I mean, we just don't feel like it. We just go to YouTube and watch the ending. That's it. Before, we had to clear the game several times and we had no other way to see it. Mm. Back in my day... <laughs> well, how did you... Yeah, how would you even know there was a multiple ending? Exactly. How did you? How would you know? Huh. The, the game would have to tell you yeah. back then. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know, Super Goals and Ghosts, for example. So You would need to... Have you ever seen the true ending for that mm. game? <laughs> no. So basically, the the ending for Super Goals and Ghosts, whenever you finish it, it tells you that um, at some point in the game, there is a, a chest that you have not taken that contains an item that you must get in order to properly finish the game. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have it, you they just send you over back to the first stage and you have to start <laughs> over. But here's the trick. You cannot get that on the first playthrough. You have to complete it at least once and then get sent back to the beginning, then get the item, then keep the item until the end of the game and then beat it again. And you lose it by dying or? I can't remember if you lose it by dying or not. I I don't know exactly. (laughs) I've never managed to complete it in that regard. I mean, at least to that extent. But yeah, the moment that I that I completed the game, like, oh my god, finally I get to see the ending, and no, I got, I got sent to the very first stage. I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. So set the the sort of not allowing you to get the true ending on the first go is quite common. Like, uh, un, uh what is it? Um, what was your favorite game of twenty fifteen? <laughs> uh, Undertale. 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 You can't do a pacifist run on the first go. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you cannot. That's true. But yeah. but but you can load back and and you can see the ending from there from that point. It's not like you have to start over from the very beginning. Right. So there there were some other games like uh maybe was it Final Fight or Streets of Rage? I can't remember. But if you if you would play it on easy or normal difficulty, you would not have access to the full ending. Oof. Okay. And and the game would tell you if you want to see the final cutscene, you need to beat it on hard. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. So so that's how you knew back then that the game had multiple endings. Yeah. <laughs> so right now it's like, yeah, we're just gonna leave it here and good luck figuring it out. <laughs> Some people in the internet will notice. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so that's my opinion of binary domain. Jet Set Radio. Um, I think it may have. Um, improved even my opinion on Jet Set Radio since precisely you showed me a little bit of Jet Set Radio Future yeah a little bit and and the moment that I saw that video was like oh my god this looks so gorgeous I need to play this and I I felt like playing Jet Set Radio again 
Right. So not only just future, I felt like playing some more of Jet Set Radio because I, I finished the main quest, the main story, but I did not do all the sites. And it was like, maybe I, I just should. Well, so. let's uh, let's check out eBay and see if we can get you a, a copy of... Yeah. Um, I think you can get a cheap, a relatively cheap copy by searching for Sega GT 2002. Hmm. Because the, the the version that I've got is a like a dual disc that comes with yeah. both games, and people that are only people that think they're just selling Sega GT are selling it uh-huh. cheaper. I think I, I think that's what I've seen. Well, uh, I'll keep an eye on it then. Yeah, yeah. And um, what are you doing now? What's what? What is March for you? What is March? Um, one of the things that I regret the most of having started with 4 in February is that I could not play any or very little of Yakuza 0. Yeah. Because I started it and, I, and I'm a big fan of the Yakuza games, mm-hmm. right? But but I have not had a lot of time to play Yakuza 0. So maybe I will retake that. Cool. Or maybe I will just leave it to play with a friend because I've been playing it with a friend and we've been progressing when he was visiting me on my place and we just... It's it's kind of like our thing now, so I have to decide on that. Yeah. I kind of feel like playing some Overwatch because I haven't played sure. it for a while. Yeah, yeah. So I do feel like playing Overwatch a bit, and I also need to complete Watch Dogs too, mm. and uh, try out for Honor. Cool. Yeah. Because I have not done it yet, and and I'm actually looking forward to it because it's a game that I've seen played around. Uh, by friends and uh, streamers alike, and everybody enjoys it very much. And I want, I want, I want in. Yeah, awesome. But I have not had the chance, so I may be going on to that. And if we actually do this thing on March with multiplayer or MMO or something, I also will be going back to Final Fantasy fourteen a bit. Okay. So that's my plan. Cool. We will see how the month behaves. But you feel like uh, a build up of wanting to play this different stuff and you've not really been able to, right? Yeah. yeah. I need a couple of days uh, as a break from <laughs> 4 in February, but after sure. that, I think I'm ready to to get these back. Awesome. So looking forward to those. Cool. Well, now we're going to move over to... Um, I'm planning to have a conversation with Earl and Stu tomorrow, so this is the bit where we'll drop that in. So over to you, me. Thanks, Rob. I'm here with Earl and Stu in the studio, in Studio B, and uh, they both finished their four in February challenge as well. Just about. Um, so I'm going to start with Stu, who had maybe the most conventional uh, 4AF of the group with one completion a week, all within all within control. So how, how did that go? Yeah, that wasn't intentional. Um, <clears throat> I definitely had the shortest list, I think. Again, not intentional on my part, just how it worked out. Yeah. Um, I think I could have finished much sooner, but I was a victim, a victim of my own hubris a little bit. So you were playing like other real games, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> just to show off. Everyone was busy this month. I had some like life stuff as well, but not as crazy. So I also managed to clock about forty hours of Neo. <laughs> forty hours! Wow. Jesus Christ! I didn't realize it was that much, but I checked yesterday and it was that much. Oh my god! Wow. So yeah, I, I definitely probably could have finished with about a week to go, but yeah, I had a week's worth of Neo played. Added, Everyone talks about Neo now. Added <laughs> to the excitement. Oh, you can do. Yeah, later. Um, okay, so we haven't we haven't had you on the cast since you since we started. So no, I did like a triple threat three in a row, and then 
And then off, the yeah, you had to focus. So, what was your favourite game of your list? Um, that's an interesting Patriots. question. <laughs> because, I, I, was, I was saying the other day, <clears throat> playing Doom, which was my last game, was the first time I felt like I've had fun this month in these games. Right. But then, that was before I was getting bored of Doom. Mm. Um, I don't know, really. What was, I, I, what was the other two? You had Hatred, Doom... Stasis and Remember Me. Remember Me. Oh, yeah, Remember Me. Okay. <laughs> I, I think maybe overall Stasis would be my favourite game just because... Mm. I enjoyed watching you play Stasis. Yeah, well, it it didn't bore me and <laughs> it didn't really have any bad, like, kind of dated mechanics, whereas Remember Me was, like, an interesting idea but, like really bad camera movement and, yeah yeah. You know, I remember that being quite, really difficult to yeah play. like really twitchy was the problem yeah it's tough to watch and yeah. every, every video I uploaded was like YouTube saying we noticed this video is a bit shaky do you want us to stay yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> yeah yeah with, with remember me like the very slightest touch of the analog stick and you go yep. flying mm. that was the thing that really got to me like there's no there is a walk I think I yeah. can't remember but the the dead zone between walk and sprint is not good. Mm. I, I think it was it. Um, a, a pretty interesting idea, an interesting setting. Um, I think if they made it now with a bit more experience that they have, I think it would be better. Um, it doesn't make me worried about Vampire coming up. I still think that's going to be mm. good. I confess I watched the last half of Remember Me on YouTube rather than have to play it because I actually did want to see the game through, right? but I didn't want to play it through. <laughs> <laughs> And Doom as well is obviously a fantastic game, but I think it's too long and I was starting to get just bored with the repetition of, you know, going to a big room, there's going to be lots of demons to fight, which again is, is Doom, but mm. yeah, it was just never-ending. I, I think we did a Doom podcast a while back and I think, I think I said the same thing. Like considering how high-octane the game is, I felt like it should have got out quicker. It should have ended two levels before it did. Yeah, I feel the same. I feel that the 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 um, hell stuff was like the weakest. Yeah, part. yeah. And they also had to. They did like a retread. Like as you come back from hell for the first time, you're going over the same ground again. Yeah, um, which didn't feel necessary. But I still think that game's awesome. Like the whole combat loop, and then having to be aggressive to get your health back. Like similar to Bloodborne, yeah. you've got to like. Yeah, go in yeah. and do melee kills to get healing yeah, packs. Brilliant risk-reward. Yeah, exactly. Game. Yeah, no, I, I liked it a lot. I liked it, I think, two levels shorter and it would have been even better. Mm. I got into some Twitter conversations with strangers about Doom because there were a lot of complaints when it came out that it was too short. Because right. if you compare it to, like, original Doom and all the expansions and everything, it is a lot shorter. It but didn't... It felt like a long game. Yeah, and I just... I don't feel length of game... Is that relevant? No. Uh, these days, they, they, I think the hell levels could have been like a free expansion. They I could can have definitely tell when something later. feels too short or too long, and this this felt maybe slightly too long. Yeah, great um, game though. Like yeah. in, in retrospect, like give it some time, and you'll think back to all the good bits and do. No, no. It's I mean, it, it's, it's you know technically the, the best game I played this month for just pure fun. But I think yeah, yeah I think because it was the last of my challenge. You know, I was kind of getting towards the end of the whole thing and a bit, you know, burnt out as everyone on it. Um, yeah. Just that slog at the end where it just kept going and it was just the same thing again and again. Um, kind of dragged it down a little bit. So I think, did we maybe capture your thoughts on hatred? I think we did. I think you were maybe on the first one in the yeah, month. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, that was just 
Basically, a game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a pretty bad game. <laughs> Basically, it's a game that's not worth its controversy. I mean, it's you know, yeah. its biggest sin is just being dull. Right. Yeah. I felt like, I mean, all of us were watching you play. Uh, I think it's like your second attempt at it, your second go, and you get so desensitized by what they're trying to be controversial with that it just it loses any impact it has in its own world, I felt. Yeah, the, my favourite bit was when you are doing melee takedowns and then your character has a quip, and yeah. they're all ridiculous. Like, not intentionally stupid like Duke Nukem, they're just terrible. Yeah, like yeah, he's trying to be badass. A, like, written by a 14-year-old edgelord. And yeah. voiced by someone that's trying to sound like John St. John. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a pretty lame game. No, yeah. <laughs> Sorry like, about like that. I, like I said at the time, it's, it's no... <laughs> worse than the postal games it's just a bad game yeah yeah i from from hearing other people's thoughts um bob really enjoyed hyperlight drifter i was kind of okay with outlast um i'll get to the rest of i'll get to like tom and harsh after this but mm-hmm. uh hatred was just just fine for the challenge because it was super yeah, short I mean, it was really, it was <laughs> really was short so i can't <laughs> complain too much but yeah, yeah. And when i picked it i wanted to find something that was short because i kind of anticipated you'd probably go longer on the other three games right and i remember having a conversation with you about you saying i actually wouldn't mind playing this if someone bought it for me i wouldn't want to buy it myself though mm. so i did it <laughs> <laughs> i was the one that bought it yeah um but yeah i guess it doesn't really push anything beyond what postal did mm. um Oh well, now we know. The more you know. Yeah. Cool. So pretty pretty laid back challenge for you, especially compared to the rest of the group. Um what are you gonna do with your newfound freedom? Um, I mean, in the video game sphere we've got so much stuff out in March that I can't wait to get my hands on. Obviously yeah. Switch on Friday. Brutal month. Um Horizon Zero Dawn I wanna play. You know, Near Automata coming soon. Oh Christ, yeah, I forgot about that one entirely. Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon. March is pretty insane. Yeah, well, and February, like Yakuza Zero, yeah. Neo, which oh, yeah, you play, but Neo. I want to play. Um, Danganronpa, Horizon Zero Dawn just came oh, out. Right. Da- Kingdom Hearts as well, one point five, two point five. I want to get that. Oh, yeah, so I want to get yeah. into that series, which is probably a mistake at this point. Right, and you do want to play Danganronpa, which yeah. we chose not to have you do for the challenge, which yeah. is was a good uh, a good choice. And there. the Redux for PS4 is out uh, March. Okay. This yeah. month, I don't remember a month this good. Definitely not a March this good. No, no. But yeah, this month in general has been so much stuff. Pretty that hot. I, I want to play. Yeah, freaking hardware launch in March. That seems peculiar as well. Mm. Okay, so shall we move over to you, Will? Yeah. So you've got a huge story to tell. So do you want to start from the start? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I can't. When I agreed to do the challenge in general, mm. I think I knew at the back of my head it wasn't going to be very easy to do yeah but challenges are there to be failed right and i didn't want to be the <laughs> one that just was left out sure um for context if this is someone's first podcast uh, i have uh as if as if uh, i have twin girls who are six months old at the time of recording um <laughs> and at that age they tend to not like to sleep a lot mm-hmm. and dedica- you have to dedicate a lot of time to them so my games time has been depleted a lot um the first two weeks of the month, they actually got sick. Yeah. Um, and in those two weeks, I managed to play two hours of Street Fighter Five, mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah. I played nothing else. I, I hadn't watched any television, 
the only media I had consumed is right there on our YouTube channel where I live stream Street Fighter for one night. Yeah. Um, and it ended with Ada waking up. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to stop the stream because uh, one of my girls wakes up. Yeah. And pretty much had resigned that I have failed the challenge. I even consulted with you all and said, like, can we just, just agree that I have failed this? Yeah. So I can just get on with my life and not worry about well, it. And we all said no. <laughs> well, you were, you were, before that point, you had spent a lot of time with EDF and were starting to realise exactly what that entailed. And you'd also um, started up Valdez's story and were having trouble with that as well. Yeah, I mean, even though even though I wasn't trying to succeed in the challenge, mm. I'd st- you know, any spare time I did have, those four games were the games I did play. Yeah. So EDF, I was just chipping away at whenever I got the moment to. Um, and in my lunch breaks, on my laptop, I'd play Valdez Story. Mm. Uh, Valdez Story, I had a ton of technical issues with. Um, it was made on a very specific edition of Game Maker, yeah. where getting a control pad to work at all on the Mac seems an impossibility. Mm. Um, and booting into Windows... The game seemed just very unstable because I don't think it's Windows 10 supported. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so there are issues there. So I had to brute force my way through that game. I nearly finished it twice <laughs> overall because of how often I had to reboot the game and restart the game yeah. from scratch to get over this crash bug I had. Um, but finished it on keyboard. Yeah, so it was your last game that you'd finished and... At the point at which we thought you were done, there was a big... I, I had I had labelled it with an asterisk, which is a... This game is done, it doesn't work, and Earl has reached a conclusion, which is... He's played it a lot. Yeah, too much. But it's not... The game hasn't been finished fully. So we were counting that as, There's a, as done. I beat a boss near the end of the game, which caused the game to crash. And I looked up how much I had left. Yeah. And it was about an hour or two of gameplay. Yeah. So I just thought, can we just say this is done? I don't, I don't have much more to do. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, after I'd finished the other two games and there was half a day left, <laughs> I thought, screw it. I'm going to start from scratch. Ain't no one labeling this as... Yeah, like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like caveat. The, uh, I didn't like the, the asterisk. Like I said, an asterisk is like the worst thing you can have against your name in history books. Exactly. Like, no, it's like when you have when you have like a boxing champion that yeah. says, you know, world heavyweight champion asterisk. The other guy and then, and died. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like the previous champion got injured, and that's why he's the champion. Yeah, he didn't actually earn it. <laughs> uh, asterisks are the worst. Um, so yeah, I actually started the game from scratch, but knew how to beat the bosses. Okay. And I knew where to go. Where to go, yeah. So I could actually speedrun it. <laughs> so you're going to go into the speedrunning scene. Of yeah, Valdis. yeah, Valdis Story speedrunning. You can actually replay the game, I didn't realise I finished it, with, I think it's like five other characters. So it changes well, the way I noticed the achievement was like completed with Wyatt, so I was going to say, yeah, you got to... Yeah, yeah, you, it's one-fifth of the game, <laughs> in reality. Um, but yeah, I I didn't enjoy Valdis Story a lot. Mm. Um what was worse for Valdis' story, and the reason I'm telling it in this order, yep. is I really, really enjoyed Guacamelee, which is also a Metroidvania-style game. Yeah, 2D action. And I p- literally played them within the same three days. Yeah, sometimes the same day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So gu- compared to Guacamelee, which has a much higher production value, and yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a way better designed 
game. Um, Valdis' story fell short. Sure. Valdis' story um, had some really strange uh, detection issues. Mm-hmm. Like, what looks like it should hit, whiffed, and when it looks like I'm actually landing on the platform, I fell through it. Yeah, uh, just inconsistency, and that's really frustrating for a game like that, where there's some like platform heavy. It's all about the platforming and the and the combat. Exactly. Also, there's a you you press the E button <laughs> to toggle the world map, okay. so you can see where you're going. It's the worst map I've ever seen in a game <laughs> ever. It doesn't tell you anything about where you've been, where you're going, or where your objective even. Did is. you end up working out what that green icon meant? Like when it's a green. Red means that you're in a room that has a locked door. Okay. But there was also like a maroon color and a green. I don't, I have no idea what that map was meant to be doing. I downloaded a third party map that someone (laughs) created in the end. Okay. Um, And even that was really difficult to read. Um, But Guacamelee is fantastic Mm -hmm. and has taken learnings from other games in that genre and has simplified it a lot. Um, very easy to see where you're going on the world map. Yeah, you don't really get lost. No, even no. though those games, it's it, if it's poorly designed, it's very easy to just be stumped. And yeah, stuck. absolutely. There's also a mechanic in Valdis' story where like there's crafting and right. um, like making elixirs and all this kind of stuff. Hmm. And I'm not into that, so I just ignored it and finished the game without using any of it. And I actually got an achievement when I finished the game that said, finish the game without using any Alexias. <laughs> so I thought, well, why have you even designed this if it's not necessary to you play yeah, it? Yeah, that's terrible. It's not like, not like The Witcher, where with The, with the Witcher, you, you've got to do that stuff. Otherwise, Especially you're... on like, the higher difficulties. You exactly. To, you, yeah. can, you can eradicate it by just choosing a different difficulty. Yeah. Whereas in this, it presents it as a core mechanic, and it's useless. It's useless other than it's cool to have Alexias in a game. Mm. That's the only reason it's there, yeah. I felt like. Um, I actually read reviews of this game afterwards and it seems really highly rated by people of... I don't know where that comes from. Mm. I just I can't see what they see. Sounds like Sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very similar experience with Tom and Sticks. Um, it's not an awful game. Sure. And it's an indie game and I don't. I think it's one or two developers. It's small. It's very small. Mm. Um, and I think if you compare it to Dust, which is one person... Dust is better than yeah. this. Yeah. And Guacamelee is even better than that. Right. Um, really enjoyed Guacamelee and EDF um, even though we well Stu to be fair did warn the group but how long EDF yeah, is yeah this is a long ass game but the temp- the sort of um, temptation to be able to play that multiplayer and like for Stu and Bob to jump in at any time for certain levels sounded really intriguing especially before we knew exactly how this month would go yeah like if you if you took this year's lists and applied them to the time and freedom we had last year, it would have been maybe a good game to play yeah, in yeah. multiplayer. But then the thing that you figured out after looking into it a bit more is that those are on two separate tracks, the single player and multiplayer. Yeah, they're aren't completely different games. Um, the multiplayer also is significantly longer than the single player. <laughs> okay. So that would have been really rough. Yeah. In the end, I don't know, maybe 60 hours, I think, to mm. finish EDF for me. Christ. Um that involved me having to drop down to easy difficulty to clear a level mm-hmm. and then coming back to it in normal because the game doesn't count easy as a completion. Right. So I had to replay um, multiple of the 89 levels. And you were victim to poor um, poor luck with 
with weapon drops for for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I think that's designed that okay. way is for you to replay th- replay levels you've cleared earlier at a higher difficulty, mm-hmm. which hires increases the rate of better weapon drops. Okay. So that you can go back to where you were and, and continue playing. Yeah. Kind of like Diablo, where you might want to run around and kill things a bit to try and get a better weapon, mm-hmm. and then then you can blast through. And uh, the game is fantastic. I, I'm obsessed with the game now. <laughs> I actually played it after Valdez's story last night. Okay. And I, I'm still playing the game now. Cool. Um, I've gone back on YouTube to watch previous games in the series mm. and speed runs of those games and uh, a trailer for um, Earth Defense Force 5 is out um, which was released a few months ago and I will definitely get that game day one um, so it, EDF was one of those interesting ones where despite the fact it ended up being my time sink and that was frustrating to know that I had this really long game to play <laughs> yeah. um, and not much time to do it in um, I love that game so much now. I can't believe I've never played it before. Mm. And um, that was one of those stories from these 4AFs where you actually discover a franchise that you now love as a result. That was and romper with you. Exactly. Uh, that was the point. Like That's mm. one of the key points of like the purpose of the challenge is play something, test yourself by playing something that you wouldn't n- normally do as well as playing stuff that you really wish you had played. And then obviously the new element this year was getting gifted something or told to play something that the group thinks you'd like. And, and for Bob, that worked out like Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah, for yeah. you, it was, it was a miss, but it was, I think with, with all best intentions from Bob, like he didn't know that game was broken. And No, no, you can't know if a game is actually technically broken. Yeah. And then that was a big part of what affected my view of the game as yeah, the technical yeah, issues. Sure. Um, but yeah, with with Earth Defense Force, um, I didn't even realize I've got like a, it's like a cult following for that game. It's mm. actually a, a reasonably big deal. Yeah, um, I have two friends on my PlayStation friends list um, who saw that I was playing it mm-hmm. and said, "Oh, you're playing that? We should totally do multiplayer sometime." <laughs> um, so maybe that's in in my future as well. Sure. So everything kind of happened very last minute. You suddenly found yeah found the strength. To power through, and well, I, I saw Slack updates from you saying your progress on EDF in it as a percentage, and you were checking in at like midnight, one, four, and seven a.m. Yeah, on the the penultimate day, um, one of my girls got sick again. Yeah, um, which for anyone who's a parent knows that basically means you're not going to sleep. Yeah, um, but having been through it once, I'm a bit smarter about it now. So rather than kind of like stand around their cot and stress myself out, I put her in the portable cot in the front room, uh, basically using my foot to rock her to sleep <laughs> and played the game. Yeah. Uh, knowing that I'm up awake all night anyway, so sure. I'm going to use the time to play the game. Yeah. And I was going at such a pace, I realized, wait. This could happen. I'm actually going to finish this. Yeah. I'm going to finish this by tomorrow morning. Yeah. And that basically leaves one game left, which I I was so exhausted I had to take the day off work, had a nap, woke up in the afternoon and thought, that's it, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And Valis Story uh, finished it off. Yeah, because you'd finished... Well, how long did it take you to do work on Melee? Like five, six hours? It wasn't long. No. Yeah, I, yeah, maybe five hours. And then Street Fighter just needed another hour. Street Fighter was three hours total. Yeah. But you tried to stream that, the, the second half of that. How did that go? 
Oh, I forgot about Street Fighter. Yeah, so I, I the girls woke up um, halfway through um, the second attempt. I think I got 15 minutes of a stream done. And uh, you can actually see the stream on YouTube. Yeah. I need to put it we'll up get on, on the, the channel. Playlist, yeah. Um, but yeah, I basically carry the girls into the shot of the camera, shake my head and go, this isn't happening. And I finished, I finished the game off stream. Yeah. Uh, streaming is not in my repertoire of things I can contribute from my home at least. Yeah. If you compare, yeah, if you compare, um, I talked about, I talked about this earlier in the, in this podcast, but, um, compared to last year where we were like mutually getting up and encouraging each other to, to get up at six thirty or six o'clock. That first week, we we got up every single morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, compare that to this year, and like you wish you had the chance to stream, but it's just not feasible. No, no. I think um, n- next year it's it's completely possible. Sure. Um, it's just while they're so small, um, they're going to need my attention regularly. Right. Um, when they're older, they'll need my attention for a longer period of time, and then they can sleep all night. Yeah, they can. <laughs> I can. They can play with daddy for a couple of hours, and then go to fucking bed. Yeah. <laughs> so um, now that you've gone through it in under great stress and pressure, but you have succeeded, uh, how do you feel about the the format in general, and maybe the changes that we made this year? Um, I think it would be better if we locked down three of the games for ourselves yeah. straight away. Okay. Rather than having like six games and then the group get to choose from them. Mm. I would have liked to have avoided the situation where I had Guacamelee and Valdis story, for example. Yeah. So we could you could even do you could even telegraph exactly what your three are before going into the final yeah, cast, yeah. which means that we can completely avoid a duplication of a genre or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean I I doubt Bob would have picked um Valdis story if he knew I was definitely yeah. playing Guacamelee. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I remember being against that as well. Yeah, yeah. It was it tough because your list, like, because we'd limited it, there were only two that didn't get picked from the from the full list of was it five that we came up with six? I can't remember. Six. It was six, and you so, picked three. So yeah, so there was like Blue Estate, um, um, Parappa Rapper two. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the last one was. Me neither. <laughs> it was a good. It was a good game then. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there was. Yeah, if you had full control, then, then yeah, the last the last secret game would still be a great idea, but it would have had more success. Yeah, and I guess if we limited ourselves to how long the game that we pick for the other person is going to be, yeah, as well, like yeah. actually put a cutoff using how long to beat or sure. something. Well, we can't. They were all pretty short. Like they're on forty hours. Felt quite long to me. No, no, but EDF was, on, EDF was on your list. It wasn't the secret game. Oh, I see. You're right. Well, but you yeah. put EDF on your list and didn't research that. Like, I think, I don't want to spoil I think Hush got the longest one. Hush had. Um, oh Christ! What was his secret? I can say, but I wasn't sure we wanted to keep it for him to say. No, no well, no, Bully was just. Yeah, that was Bully. Yeah. yeah, I think that was the longest one that got yeah. picked. Valdis' story was twelve hours. Yeah, all the rest were really like Outlast was. I got it. I, I got it done in three and a half. Hatred yeah. was two. Red Revolver was pretty short. Hyperlight was. So how did I end up reasonable. with a game that is three times longer than anyone else's except for? Because you had it on your short list and no Valdis story. You had it on your wish. That was three times. Uh, Hyperlight Drifter was like a seven eight hour game. Valdis story is even longer than that. Bully was a fourteen hour game. Valdis story is the same length as that. Well, only because you had to play it twice. No, it's actually on how long to beat. It's, I 12, it was like, it's 12 hours. 
Ah, okay. Well, <laughs> it's not 20. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy that has no time got a game that well, was... Well, again, this is why I, in the podcast I was trying to help you out. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone else was giving the guy with no time the well, yeah. games to play. It's, an, it's, it's a blatant sabotage, and Stu, <laughs> Stu wasn't in on it, but the rest of you were just trying to screw me because I came back to the site... Yeah, we had a second secret uh, chat that didn't have you or Stu in it. I, I tried to veto EDF because it's too mm-hmm. long, and then I tried to veto Guacamole, which you enjoyed, but because it was the same genre as well. That's a story, yeah. So you, no, could have my with, you could have ended up with two much shorter games. Well, like, no. Estate, I wanted to see. So it worked out. You still, you still finished the challenge. I did, yeah. And uh, we'll we'll move on to Tom in a moment uh, to talk about his challenge as well, like Bloodborne. I I, I don't think anyone should. Uh, Make him feel bad about missing that one. Although I do like the I do like the image of that being the one that's failed. I wouldn't have succeeded if I had Tom's games. No, Hitman and Bloodborne. Hitman was uh, easy. Hitman was fine. I think this Hitman is pretty easy, right? If you're just yeah, playing, it was nothing. Yeah. It was shorter than it was like outlast length. Yeah, I think that gets difficult in the elusive targets. Yeah, yeah. but the oh, game, that okay. game was fine. That was like a six-hour thing. Oh, okay. Uh, Bloodborne is just. On its own is enough to make that. I, I knew really he difficult. was not going to succeed that, but with a bit of focus, and if we actually organised amongst ourselves for me to help him, I think we could have blasted through it. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, we'll leave Tom to to explain himself in the next. <laughs> explain segment. yourself. Cool. So I think we're there. Um, congratulations, both of you. On Thanks. On doing that, and uh, yeah, Earl, what are you going to focus on going into like March and, and beyond? Um, I have Yakuza Zero. Mm-hmm. Um, which I really want to play at some point in time. Yeah. But that's probably going to wait till April on the basis of I really want to play that game and only that game. Yep. And or that Wii U game. Which one, sorry? Oh, I thought you were alluding to Zelda. No, no, no. So then I was making a Wii U That game. game. No, I, that, that game is the game for for now, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I will play Zelda uh, this weekend yep. for sure. And probably stick with that to the end 15 um, minutes just go straight to the boss just, yeah just run straight to the boss you can you can see the boss at the very beginning of the game it's like crackdown yeah yeah um, and I'll probably buy some indie stuff that drops on there as well sure um, I've got a few trips coming up so that'd be really good to have a little catalogue of indie games yeah. that I'll dip in and out of and uh, this month I want to play some more multiplayer games because 4AF is quite a solitary Yes. Uh, experience. Yeah. Talk, talking of which, I'd, I'd like that to be the format next year where we pair off and have one co op game each. That's a really good suggestion. Because there's six of us. Potentially, yeah. We could play Just four games mm. as a group. I still like this, this format, but I do think that we could make it like you pick two, you <laughs> choose those two completely in your control. There's a secret single player, and, and the then co-op. there's a tra- and then there's an orchestrated. <coughs> co-op thing which could be all six of us play one game or two 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 so you could have two games that you pick yeah one game that's a secret that the group picks for you and your fourth game all six of us have yeah what so we combine mmo march with or if and have like there's an additional objective with that mmo or whatever it is yeah yeah exactly christ well we need to we need to research and see what that ideal six player game would be uh maybe it doesn't even need to be six it could just be two player co-op but there's three concurrent 
playthroughs. Yeah, yeah, or something that's drop in, drop out, or an MMO, as you suggest, where with we target, have a target. Like we had with WoW. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which we achieved. Yes. I don't think we'd be able to achieve that plus playing three other single-player games. I can't remember how many hours we put in, I f- but mine was in the hundreds. It was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah, man. A lot. Mine was less <laughs> For that you, one month, it was yeah. crazy. And we had people joining that would like planning to play with us and then just blew past it we, like we had characters. we had listeners from America that wanted to create European characters but On had troubles that do so but yeah that was a popular one yeah well yeah March for sure we're going to do some multiplayer stuff do some streams there and that even means like for those that have to resort to streaming from PS4 um, like through that built in system like Tom resort we can have them <laughs> on the PS uh, on the uh, stream through through my PC and stuff like that yeah so, yeah we have the power. We PS- do. PS4 Pro Master Race. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, thanks guys. I'm going to pass you. it back over to Rob in Studio A. And we're back. Uh, I'm still here with Bob, and uh, you've just heard Earl and Stu's thoughts on their 4AF challenge. That thing that's, that Earl said is, is just so true, Bob, don't you think? Yeah, it, it is. I'm pretty sure that most of it has been cussing about me and, and, and saying that I was a horrible person. But I will I'll take it. Sh- yeah, I, I think he's within his rights and that will all have been explained. So <laughs> I deserve it. My yes, respect for him is not decreasing. He's definitely pulled a major feat there. So Absolutely, yeah. Um, getting all of the, his games done in the last week replaying Last days actually like what 48 hours or something uh, yeah like- something i don't know when he finished street fighter 5 but yeah it was in the last two to three days yeah. um him having to restart valdis story and then play it again like on keyboard and then doing it like that is super impressive um yeah it's a shame that that was a technical that was a bit technically messed. Yeah. Um, it was not planned, I gotta admit. And of I gotta, it, it really bothers me that, that he had these, these technical problems because it really was and it really looked like a game that he would enjoy a lot. Sure. But yeah, I, I hate that these uh, technical barriers kind of tainted the experience. Mm. Cool. Okay, well, we're now going to move over to Hush and... Tom, we are uh, we're going to join them now. And I'm here with Tom and Hush uh, to round out the group and we're going to listen in on how their 4AF went. So I'm going to pass straight over to Tom. How are you, sir? Uh well, I'm a massive failure is what I am. <laughs> we all knew that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just been confirmed this month. It's it's brought home the the ugly ugly truth that everybody already knew yep exactly yeah, I, so, suck. I suck i failed 4if uh it's my third consecutive year of 4if mm-hmm. uh it's the first time i've failed and it's the first time anyone's failed in go play that in the three years we've been doing 4if and well if there was any year to fail this was the year well yeah. you say that <laughs> yes <laughs> but well yeah it's true the, the, the guy with twins didn't fail did he <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, <laughs> you all made a mockery of me in the final week of this challenge. I was like, "Yeah, everybody else is going to fail. It's fine." And then the final week turned around, and like Rob pulled a couple of all 
like Earl's twins were miraculously ill in quotation marks, so he had mm-hmm. to stay home. Um, so I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah, I, I picked. <laughs> <laughs> I picked Bloodborne. Basically, that was the fail state. Yeah. That's yeah, a fail so state Bloodborne. in life. <laughs> um. So we'll we'll st- we'll end off with Bloodborne. So talk to us quickly yeah. about Ratchet and Clank. Uh, okay, so I started with Ratchet and Clank. That was my first game. Uh, I heard good things about it, but I wasn't overly impressed. Okay. Um, I would say, actually, this month's PS Plus game, Tearaway Unfolded, is a much better game hmm. than Ratchet and Clank. Uh, so if people haven't played that, I think they should go play it. Um, Ratchet and Clank was decent, though. I mean, it's it's a very well-made game. It's very solid. Um, there's good weapons, good exploration. You collect lots of things. It, it, it scratched that itch for me where you can collect things and upgrade things or whatever. Yeah. But in a in a stream challenge, um, it was kind of a bit weird because most of the story FMV stuff is blocked from streaming. Oh, okay, yeah. Because well, it's because the um their scenes directly come from the the film that came out at the same time. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay, that does make a lot of sense, because it was like, to be fair, in the storyline, the plot twist that happens is telegraphed about three days earlier. <laughs> so you really, you're like, I knew what was coming right from the start of the game, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really understand why what looked like kind of um, spoiler video scenes or whatever were were blocked from, you know, being broadcast. Yeah, it was just for that reason. It's just a licensing. Okay, okay so basically what that meant is that I skipped through all the video sequences in the game. So okay. I just played level by level, didn't really get the story. I I mean, I got the story enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was, didn't it was really... Quicker. It was quicker, certainly, but it didn't really resonate with me as, like, a thing. That was just, like, something to, to chalk off basically. Mm. Hop, hop, shoot, shoot, finish game, job done. (laughs) Mm. That being said, it is a game that I could potentially go back to and finish some of the exploration. I think there's still a lot more to do. Um, So, well, I think this this is something that could be said, actually, with... um, I mean, part of the reason with 4IF, part of the thing of 4IF this this last month, is somebody eating or typing? Uh, Yeah, you need to stop typing, hush. I can hear you typing. The love of God. (laughs) Really? Yeah. My fingers are too strong. (laughs) Or or don't buy a mechanical keyboard. But anyway, um, so part of the problem with 4AF this this year has been, uh, I think for everybody, a change in personal circumstance. Mm -hmm. So this year, basically, I'm, I'm living in a shared house with five other people, which means that as soon as everybody gets home from work, the internet basically takes a nosedive. And it's not actually possible to stream even with a, you know, Cat7 Ethernet cable attached to my PlayStation. Um, so that means I've got like maybe two hours between work and other people coming home to stream. So I didn't have the possibility of these sort of big long stream sessions, which I've had in the past. Um, also, that's why I'm recording this podcast on a phone. <laughs> if, you ha- if you can't tell. <laughs> 
if you can't tell from this, I am actually just sat in my room with a phone hoping that this works. But yeah, so um, I managed to polish Ratchet and Clank off in a, in a couple of hours. Um, and then I moved on to my second game, which was Red Dead Revolver. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Red Dead Revolver was kind of a reminder that not everything should be revisited. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, 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 it was a great pick. It was a great pick on your part because, you know, it was something that obviously it, it tied into something that I really like. And it, it really shows the difference of where Rockstar as a studio and their capabilities have come between the PS2 and the PS4 generation. Like, we're talking about having the sequel to Red Dead Redemption coming out this year. Mm-hmm. But even the difference between Red Dead Revolver and Red Dead Redemption was just enormous. Um, so it was it was nice to play. It was nice to play through. But you know, going back to PS2 gameplay, PS2, I, like the graphics didn't even bother me. It was it was literally just the gameplay, very rep- uh, repetitious, if that's a word. Repetitive. Repetitive. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Very repetitive, um, kind of janky. You could see what they were trying to do, but it didn't really, you know, it wasn't that great. Um, but it was finished quite quickly, so mm-hmm. that's fine as well. <laughs> then we had the third problem, which was that I thought I owned Hitman, and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and you found that out a bit late in the month as well. I, I found that, like, after finishing uh, Red Dead Revolver, yeah, because I was going to download, I was like, oh, just download Hitman again. And like, oh, it's not on my account. It must have been <laughs> on somebody else's account who was using my PlayStation. <laughs> so yeah, Rob was very generous. Um, I owe him a few beers for this, but he sent me the physical copy, which coincidentally came out in December, I think. Uh, no, right, it was January. Just... It was the end of January, so it was perfect timing. Perfect okay. timing, yeah. So yeah, so I got the physical edition, which comes with a few bonus missions, a very shiny steelbook case. It looks lovely. It's a great thing to have in your collection. Um, now this game, I can really say, like anything else that happens, I fucking love Hitman. <laughs> <laughs> like after my sort of not great attempts at Blood Money in the first 4IF that we did, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've been sort of turned off Hitman. I prefer watching it. I like watching Rob do the elusive targets, helping out, seeing some of the crazy missions they come up with. But actually playing it for me has never really like clicked somehow. Um, but really, with, with this new iteration of Hitman this first season, it's just a blast to play. I mean, you saw Rob on one of the missions I did in the Thailand mission. Yeah, where like I just happened to see the target right there. I was like, "Shit!" Right, pulled out a gun, slapped him in the back of the head, and <laughs> then just paced it away from any pursuers and continued the mission as if everything was perfectly normal. <laughs> like the game gives you the game gives you so much scope to just do what you want to do. Yeah. yeah, it's it's awesome. Like it it really is. It's just like if your imagination allows it. I mean, obviously there are setup moments. Like, you were trying to get me to drop a toilet on some dude's head. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just came um, through the, the door. <laughs> yeah, the, this is the thing. The emergent gameplay is, is amazing. Like, I'd got myself all set up. I did everything I thought I had to do. 
to be in a position where I could drop a toilet on a Moroccan general's <laughs> head. And he just came upstairs and walked through the very door of the room I was in. So I was like, oh boy, you're getting choked out. <laughs> <laughs> choked him out, broke his neck, and just, just jumped out of a second floor window and made my escape. It was beautiful to see. And But it, it's this kind of split second, you know, like all the best laid plans of mice and men. And then it's just like, oh, fuck, he's right there. <laughs> <laughs> shoot him in the teeth or something I don't know um, but yeah so Hitman was about the easiest challenge I would say yeah I guess so because you, you had frustrating moments with checkpoints in Red Dead Revolver uh, whereas Hitman was just a a lovely experience over six levels I mean your hard, the hardest level for you was uh, Sapienza you had some trouble with that but you still persisted and persevered and, and, and overcame the issues, like there were, sev- there were oh, several moments where you were stuck on a checkpoint, but it was all about figuring out how to react to what situ- what sticky situation you got yourself into. Well, I, I would say for that reason, the hardest one was actually Colorado. That's the hardest mission, just because I'd got myself into a situation where I had a very promising opportunity to kill two out of the four targets mm. in one go, and because it was just one of the the weaker parts of the design, where you had to be like almost split-second perfect to get it to work, whereas in the other missions it was a little bit more forgiving. Right. Um, But in general, I mean, each mission for purposes of completion was less than an hour. Yeah. So it was a very nice game to to just sort of power through, basically. Yeah, we did it It two two missions at a time. Yeah, it's like two, two, two. Even Hokkaido, which had caused me so many problems when we did the 24-hour charity stream. And it was four o'clock in the morning, and I just couldn't be fucked anymore. Which I remember was, perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> Hokkaido was actually like, yeah, Hokkaido was a uh, was actually uh, like a very pleasant level to play. So yeah, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it a lot. And then, and then we come to Bloodborne. <laughs> mm. Mm. How many? How many, many hours? How many hours did progress, you play right? of Bloodborne? Yeah, I think I'm on about hour nine. If you count my um, like abortive hour long stream today, yeah. Um, so I'm on like hour nine, and I'm literally only in Old Yarnum. Mm. I played an hour today, and I made literally zero progress. So basically, the idea is yes, I failed four IF. Part of it was my personal situation not allowing me to stream 24-7. Part of it was because Bloodborne is just an absolute cockbag of a game uh, that treats you mean and <laughs> doesn't really care if you like it or not. Um, so yeah, I've got to the point today where I was at the... I'm basically at the Bloodstarved Beast. Yeah. I found another shortcut. I got down there, but I'm literally... I'm on zero blood vials and you know I, I can't take him down so i have to go now like again i probably have to go back to earlier checkpoints fight some easier dudes fill up my blood vials again and then maybe go in for another sort of confrontation um it's just a horrible game it's just you you know you can literally play for a 2 hour session and you can make like t- maybe 15 minutes of progress so, although the game for me is is going to be a mark of pride now, I'm going to finish it, 
and you've even come up with some icons for the uh, you know the four AF update chart that we've got. Yeah, just like, to soften the blow, I guess. Just to soften the blow, and just to it not being an enormous failure. <laughs> Basically, the idea is I am going to finish Bloodborne as a personal badge of pride, but anybody that's listening to this and anybody that wants to play games in a time challenge, don't <laughs> pick Bloodborne. <laughs> 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 I mean, it took me, you were watching, Rob, I think, when I was trying to take down the Cleric Beast. Yeah. Which is like the first boss that you meet in the game. And like, how many goes? It was something like, well, just to get past first the two werewolves and then get past the cleric beast was something that, that was an entire afternoon's work. Come on, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hush, you know as well, because you played Dark Souls 3 on the 24-hour charity stream. Yeah, yeah, I know. You it know how, how quickly and difficult, well, you know, like how quickly everything goes wrong in that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, but I was just dying so that uh, um, John would give us more money. That's why I was dying. I think it was Bob that was donating. Was Bob, but yeah. Yeah. Was it Bob? I'm sorry. So the Bob would do it. That, that, was, that was the plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was totally the plan. It wasn't because yeah. it's a really difficult game and we kind of suck. But yeah, anyway, so uh, that was my story. I I enjoyed Hitman the most. Cool. Ratchet and Clank was standard. I might go back and revisit some parts and play it again, but it didn't grab me in any peculiar way. Mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption, uh, sorry, Red Dead Revolver was good to look at how far things have come, but I wouldn't necessarily put it down as a classic. And I'll still be playing Bloodborne when my kids have their own PCs. <laughs> <laughs> it it looks like. <laughs> well, you got to stick with it. That's your punishment. That is my 4 of failure punishment, so uh, that's why, you know, I came home from work today, I was like, oh, I've got a bit of time, stick on Bloodborne, just piss off my entire afternoon, it's fine. <laughs> 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 but yeah, anyway, so I failed, I'll hold my hand up, I'll say, you know, stupid choice of game on my part, and uh, difficult personal situation made 4 of not the greatest this year, but I still had a lot of fun. Cool. I'm looking forward to doing it, uh, doing it next year, for sure. Nice. Okay. Um, Hush, you were the last person to check in a 4AF stream. Uh, and you, yeah. you're, you're in the Winners Club. The win- yeah. The, the winners club Is that the five. Winners Club? Sorry. The, the Winners Club. The Winners. I, just, I, I was just rushing in the last couple of days because I didn't want to be like Tom. That was it. Oh. <laughs> as simple as that. It got but, close, um, though. Like, you finished Batman yeah. on the last evening of the last day of the month. Yeah, two hours and a half. And, um, yeah, I finished the last two episodes um, in the last evening, and I was going to have a break in, the, in between, but I thought, no, let, let's just get on with it. Mm-hmm. So I had, like, a five-minute break and continue. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so I had... Uh, so the four games were Bully, so Rockstar's old school uh, GTA in high school. Okay. Um, and then Hotline Miami 2, which was the one that I actually picked for myself. Um, ah, the bully it was too big for me, as you know. And then the, the other two that you guys picked were... Um, so Batman was the last one, and then before was Alien Isolation. Mm-hmm. So I started with uh, Bully, so I did what most people did, which is start and finish a game and then jump to the next one. Um, so I started with Bully, started really quickly. I think it was 
probably a day one. Yeah. And um, so I, I was playing everything on the PC, and uh, I got uh, I got bullied, and I had to work around a little bit uh, compatibility issues. So uh, I I did enjoy the, the game, but um, sometimes I was having some problems with this uh, with this game crashing and all the time. So I had to I actually lost progression a few times. So it forced me to change a little bit the way I was playing for not just going for the for the objectives, but objective save, objective save. So that made it a bit longer than, than necessary. Um, I was basically living on the edge. I'm just afraid of doing anything, like pressing a button too quickly and make it crash. You know? But um, but the game overall, it's it's very nice. I, I enjoyed it. Like it's, it's not a complex game. It's actually a very simple game. So you're in high school and each story, or sorry, each chapter is basically you having to um, conquer a group within high school, either the, the preppies or the jocks or mm-hmm. uh, the, the nerds. You know, you know how it is. Uh, yeah. It's like watching one of those American uh, TV series where they're, they're all divided and you have one guy that needs to conquer them all, basically. And, um, and to do that, I have a lot of little like mini games. Um, it's nice. It's fun. It's uh, enjoyable. It's not, I wouldn't say that it's a great game, but uh, you can see that it's very influenced on, on GTA because it feels a bit like GTA. Yeah. It's a bit more simplified. So um, I, I enjoyed it because it was uh, easy to go. And um, I think it was good that I started with that game because considering how the other ones went, I think it, this was like like a breeze. And um, so then after that one, I actually went for the one I picked. I wanted to actually do like, so pick this one, I'll play it. I pick this one, I play it, and then go for the other two. Yeah. Um, so the second game I played was then uh, Hotline Miami. Mm-hmm. So uh, last year, I've never actually played until last year, until it was picked. And I think you guys picked it for me. And um, yeah, I was. Uh, I, I like the feedback from everyone. Everybody was very surprised, especially Tom, because this is another game that Tom fails at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I managed to go through it fairly quickly. I was checking the time. It was, it was actually fairly quickly, considering that I, while I'm playing these levels, I fail a lot. Mm. But I basically just have the, my finger on R to restart immediately. And uh, and again, I didn't use the, the lock. I, I think I didn't use it because it's the, it's the middle mouse button, so that doesn't make any sense. I would have to change it. It right? does. It makes does sense. It, but, but I didn't need it. I don't know if you've seen it, but I, I don't need it. Well, you finished the game, sure, but you should go and try and play a level now using the, but, the lock-on. But the lock-on is basically just... Does it aim automatically, or yes. when I aim at someone? As it you just literally, when you, when you look at a character, you yeah. click lock, and it your aim stays on that character. Yeah, regardless like, of... Basically, the mouse is no longer... Uh, the cursor is no longer on on screen, so you're able to move about. So you can move out of a doorway, know that your shots are going to hit when you get line of sight, and then duck back in. Okay. Oh, but that's so boring. No. <laughs> well, on, you I know, just... fair fair props to Hush. He has now played and completed Hotline Miami one and two without using lock. Yep. That's um, pretty hardcore. So Hotline Miami two is definitely like longer than the first one. Uh, yes. Do you have thoughts over which of the two you prefer? Um, I think I mentioned it already that I prefer the first one. Okay. Simply because I like the, the have that possibility of changing the masks when I start and to choose the ones I want. Mm-hmm. 
first one, if I recall correctly, you start accumulating mass and you can always pick whatever you already Whichever found, one, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah. So now it's a bit more limited. So this makes it a bit more complex. And I think you, you were the one uh, saying that this game, apart from being longer, was harder. Yes. And it did feel, uh, felt harder, actually. Um, maybe not the bosses, but the levels it, uh, themselves. They, they, I think the design was better, and that made it more complex, mm. aligned with, uh, with me not being able to pick my weapon of choice, which is just punching them in the face and <laughs> killing them. Um, that, that's my favorite one. Right. But, um, um, but yeah, but uh, I really liked it. So it, it's, it's a game that's really fast. You just go, go, go. So I tried to play like an hour, an hour and a half tops because I get really mentally drained playing that game. Hmm. Maybe because I don't look. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it could be. But, um, but yeah, because of that and because that game like, visually is very intense as well. I really like the music. I really like the, the ambiance. And so, yeah. The music is but, phenomenal in that game. Yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. But the visuals, they, they, after a while, they start messing with my head. So I need to give it a break. And, and I gave up on figuring out what the hell was going on. I'm like, okay, I was just following the story as the best I could, but it's, it's way too wacky. Um, but it is, it is a really cool game, and I have no idea if there's a plan to make another one, but I'll definitely play the one when it comes out, if, uh, if it comes out. Um, so then after that, I went for what was supposed to be the long game. And it was, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I, I'm not great at these games either. Um, so it was Alien Isolation, and again, I played on PC, so uh, keyboard and mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened with Alien? I was expected to be either scared or, I don't know, I guess scared is the word, but I wasn't. I felt some tension, I guess. But um, I probably the thing is, I, I went to that game thinking, okay, it is a first-person shooter, so it's the same kind of game that I'm more used to to play. Mm-hmm. But um, the alien, like, I, I, I need to get killed by the alien. I know I'm going to get killed, so I just need to relax, just keep an eye on it. And, uh, and and that's what I did. The thing is that it's going to happen. You're going to listen, you're going to follow him, you're going to think he's in front of you in another room, but he's right behind you and he's just, you got stabbed. But that's fine. The thing is that you need to be mentally ready for that. And I think that, that helped because um, if not, I would just be stealthing, stealthing all the time. And that would drive me mad because I, I was just playing Hotline Miami, which is super fast. Hmm. And then I would go for something completely different. So um, after a while, I figured out which which levels actually have an alien round. So I can there's some that I can walk or run, and I just need to actually stealth when the aliens around, or I can even use those um, those gadgets to uh, divert attention of the, the alien. So after I figured that out, it was it was okay. Um, I think I had to do maybe five or six different sessions, probably a couple of hours each. Mm-hmm. And I think in the middle, I think ah yes, there w- there was one that I had to play over the weekend in the morning, so I don't I don't actually have that one, but it was like an hour, an hour and a half, so it's not a big difference. Um, but it's a cool game, and ah, another thing that made me be a bit more prepared is I was thinking that I was someone in the movie. I was actually Ripley, so I'm like, okay, what can I do uh, as Ripley? And of course, the moment I got a flamethrower, I thought, oh okay, now I can go after you. 
So you're playing as her daughter, though. Yeah, as uh, Ellen. Well, I don't remember her first name. But yeah, you're playing as her daughter. At some point, I actually listened to a message from the original. Mm. But uh, but yeah, the way I was playing was thinking Alien One, uh, how, what to do and what not to do. Um, and it works for the game. And I really, I really like it. That the, the, the Alien, it's not scripted. It's very random. So because Hotline Miami's more, it's more scripted. If not 100% is close. So I, at some point, I just know where everyone's going to be and when. Uh, in here, is a little bit different. Mm. It just it can randomly appear or start running, which is crazy and freaky. Um, but, but you get used to it, you, you adapt to it. And I, I liked it. And it's cool. It gave me a really good feeling. Like, like I was playing, but also being part of that, uh, that universe, the alien universe. So I think it's, it's really, really, really well conceived. You remember how old this game is, but it still looks nice. Um, even the cutscenes were good. Well, it's only a couple of years old, yeah, right? Yeah. It's not only a couple? Not. Okay, okay. So that's yeah. why it looks, it looks so nice. I thought it was a bit, uh, so a bit older. Can you explain why you were playing in a 4x3 ratio? <laughs> Four by It wasn't Alien. What? I did that on Batman. I did that on Batman. No, you you were playing in a square box on your stream. Really? You weren't, you weren't playing in a 16 by 9 or 10 ratio. No, on my, on my screen it was like that. But uh, probably the, the the box. He just he me. just goofed on OBS maybe. Okay. Well, yeah, it look yeah. it added, I think I thought it added to the feeling of like a VHS tape. Yeah, an older. Okay, so that worked. <laughs> nice, nice. But, and that, no, that would have worked on uh, Hotline Miami as well. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. I didn't change anything. So I played on my screen. It was full screen. So uh, mm-hmm. 16 by 9. But I left uh, the configuration on. Uh, no, it wasn't actually OBS. It was it's the other one. Exploit. Exploit, yeah. Yeah. Um, I left it the same for all of them. I didn't it, even know it was that. Thing. It's it's fine. It's just uh, it, I was wondering if you were playing. It was like four by three on your side, but no, no, okay. <laughs> that, that'd be too crazy. Um. So and then after I finished with that one, and that was like a week before uh, the end of um, the end of no, February. I think you were cutting it quite fine. Um, you were going into the last weekend feeling like you only had until the end of Sunday. Um, uh, that's true. That's true. The week before, I thought, okay, I have till um, no. I thought it was end of Saturday for some reason. Oh, okay. And at some at some point, one of you probably you said, yeah, yeah. you have till Tuesday. I'm like, oh really? Okay. <laughs> so now I have to finish, which which was good <laughs> because my Sunday evening, Monday and and Tuesday, it was just Batman. Yeah. Um, I did plan. So um, yeah, I wanted to play with you guys, uh, that crowd play um, thingy. Which mm. I think it was going to make it a bit slower, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and I had a couple of days to do it, but because everybody was so far behind, we just had to do our thing and, and move forward. Yeah, uh, so in the end, you just did. played it regularly. Yeah, so I played regularly, regularly, mm-hmm. and um, I got to so it's five episodes. Yeah, so I got to the first two uh, by the end of Monday, mm-hmm. and then I got to Tuesday. And I'm like, okay, I have one day. If I get home and I, I do what I, the next three episodes, considering the average that I, I was uh, taking, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have enough time in the day. Yeah. So I actually took the laptop with me. <laughs> and, uh, and maybe I should have done it sooner, but it's not really, it's not really convenient. No. But, um, 
yeah and for this game it works because the um, the action is a bit limited so most of the game is just it's just scripted it's like watching a tv series with a few uh, options so because of this i didn't have to move around too much i would never be able to do uh, um hotline miami <laughs> or alien uh, yes, there's no way but uh, but yeah so on the train um um, I managed to do almost all of the episode three, and then I played a little bit at lunch, and I got it. I got through because the episodes are like an hour and a half, tops two hours. Mm-hmm. I think this one, the third one, was actually the longest one, but maybe by like 10, 15 minutes. And uh, and yeah, and then on the Tuesday evening, I just managed to finish, and it was cool because in the end, um, uh, most of you guys, if if not all of you guys, actually were there. Um, so it's cool because then it gave me that feeling that I wasn't having, which is to stream and have people and chatting and like, talking about the game. Because we, when we're alone, we still try to talk about the game, but it's not the same thing. And um, yeah, and having you guys help help me even to move forward quicker, or at least it felt quick. Um, that's a really nice noise there. <laughs> so, Dear God, I hope it's yeah. its phone. <laughs> I hope it doesn't have company. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, those uh, those were the, my four games, and uh, yeah, out of those four, I still think that uh, Hotline Miami is the most the, the one that I enjoy the most because mm-hmm. it's because uh, of the rush, you know. Yeah. So it sounds good, it looks good, and the skill that you need to play that game, like it forces me to get better constantly, and and I, I like that. Even though Alien was really cool as well. Uh, felt like the the movie and all, but if I had to pick, I think I would go for Outlaw uh, Man. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, next year I need to think a little bit better about what I'm picking. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Me too. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not the uh, duration or difficulty. It's like it's a half. Maybe games that are a little bit more different. I um, could have if- I could have picked fucking Beginner's Guide and been done in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. Maybe there's a few games uh, that come uh, that come up this year that we're not able to to play, and they uh, go on the list. Earl suggested early in the podcast that um, we could have it so that you have full control over the three, uh, rather than having a short list. You just pick three, and then the last one's secret. Okay, that okay. does that does make a lot of sense. Another um, option that they uh, proposed is to have a. You pick two, there's a secret single-player game, and then the other one is a co-op game with one of the other people in the group. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, plus, well, you know, in, in in a year or 11 months now, I'm going to be in a much better personal situation. Hmm. I'm going to have a PC, I'm going to have, like, my own internet. It's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. You know? Good. You just caught me, as they say in Fight Club, at a very strange time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Always moving forward, never yeah, backwards, exactly, as, exactly. as they say in as they say in Luke Cage. <laughs> exactly. So you know, by next by next year, we can do whatever we want, and we should all be like, I would say, properly set up. Mm. Earl's not going to yeah. have so many coincidences, probably. Yeah. Now oh, they'll be going to work and stuff. It'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah. They'll be like what eighteen months old at that point. Yeah. 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 They'll be they'll, they'll be down pits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. We should be. It was just a very. I think this four IF was just very difficult for for most people. Yeah, and so you can't. I, I, and just looking at the sort of twenty three out of forty uh, out of twenty four doesn't really uh, tell us. It'll tell people what really happened. Like 
they, they need to listen to this cast to really understand what happens. They need to listen to this cast or just look at the final image in the GIF that you made where the, the fourth week was where we filled in something like 12 games. Tw- yeah, half yeah. of the games we... F- Half of the games on the whole list were finished in the last seven days. In fact, they were finished in the last four days. Yeah, like I mean, between sun between Sunday and the Tuesday end of Tuesday. Yeah, I think so it I've was. Been, yeah, and I mean, you know, people people may not know. I, I I'm not sure if you said it in your part of the cast, but mm. I've been sat at work like yesterday and today watching your part four and part five of Res Evil. <laughs> like your part five, and that was like. Part four and part five were done in a six-hour stream. Yes, one from night, midnight, like midnight to six a.m. Just sat there, Ooh. and you can see, like, I just got to a point today where you're doing a sliding block puzzle <laughs> at five a.m. <laughs> being awake for an entire day, and you're just like, oh, I can't fucking do it. It's five. <laughs> Please so, God. I mean, this is the thing. Like, you can see that there's 23 out of 24 games finished, but it doesn't really tell the emotional cost of what happened. Yeah, I'll add that gift to yeah. the. I'll add the 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 tweet of the gift to the podcast notes and the uh, final article. This that this will be in because yeah. I think it's really representative of what what happened there. And everybody just pushed as much as they could yeah. in that last week. Yeah. Like, well, most of us, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Uh, oh, oh, cheers. Okay. Cheers. I think I think on that note we'll we'll wrap up and uh that's that's all we have to say from Studio Z. Like I was gonna say Studio C, but this this setup is not exactly <laughs> podcast friendly. <laughs> no really no. <laughs> This is gobshite, but we made it. We made it work. It's, it's, we yeah, we it's made work. it work. Yeah. But yeah by hook or by crook, we've created a podcast with all of us on. It's yeah. the Frankencast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stitch it together, power some electricity through it, and shout live in your best mad scientist voice. <laughs> it should all be all right. It should be all right. All right, guys. Uh, we'll call it there. I'm going to pass back over to myself and, and Bob in the studio. S- see ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> and we're back for the last time. Uh, we should now have caught up with all six of us and uh, talked about the 24 games of 4 in February 2017. Um, it has been fun. Yeah. I. It's really, always fun. I really like to have these, this little challenge every year with you guys. Yeah, I think I preferred 2016 because of the games. Um... Although I I do really love Resi Four, um, but X the the XCOM stuff from last year, um, and then the Mario mornings, I I really enjoyed that, um, and yeah, but we've we're all changing, we're all more busy somehow, uh, yeah, and um, I think the mate the thing I want to focus on now is is making more like productive like spending more of my free time putting content out um i know earl feels the same uh the the time that he has uh is few and f- like he has few and far moments between uh looking after the twins to to get stuff done for the site so he'd rather have something to show for it than uh just sit, sit there completing a game that no one's no one saw but um i'm sure we'll be back in 20 what is it 2018 for in february 2018 if we're still yeah. around we'll 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 do it and we'll we'll analyze the formula and see if any additional changes need making um 
probably have to make sure we do our research a bit better this time but uh yeah <laughs> certainly yeah yeah <laughs> cool well um thank you for uh following along so we have the full archive of uh all the live streams over on youtube and um we'll be continuing to stream over on youtube but also on beam and you can get all the information about for in february over on our landing page goplaythat.com forward slash four if and we'll be back next week with um Hopefully some Regular first-hand podcast. impressions with the Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. um, from several of us. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what March brings. Thank you very much, Bob. See Thank ya. you. Bye. Have a good night. Yeah.